0: We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, We only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. On today's Horse Chats, we're going to have Anne Batley, who's coming back as a guest again. She's already been on before on 090. But before I introduce Anne, I'd like to remind you about Sophie Barrington from Archer Creative, the experts in equine business marketing. If you've been frustrated by a low return on investment from your marketing efforts, then talk to Sophie. Sophie can help you with copywriting, public relations, social media, email marketing, graphic design, website design, and lots, lots more. Contact Sophie just by going to horsechats.com, search for Sophie, search for Barrington, or search for Archer Creative, and you'll find her contact details. Now back to Anne. Anne has been a guest before, as I said on zero nine zero, but today she's coming back to talk to us about ten tools for the successful rider's toolbox. How are you today, Anne?
1: I'm oh, fantastic, thank you, Glennon. Lovely to chat again.
0: Yeah, it is good to talk to you and catch up again, Anne. Now I'm going to throw you in a little bit, but the ten tools for successful riders toolbox—it's a good topic. But why did you choose this particular one?
1: Well. Because I teach a variety of people, a lot of them are not that competitive, but there are the few that really are. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, why not why not put something together that a really competitive person could relate to, and they really do need all these ten, Um, tools to be successful in the highly competitive equestrian sports world today.
0: Okay. Okay. And this is where you can take them from an ordinary rider to an extraordinary rider. Is that right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. Yep. All right, then. The first one you've got is become a better horseman, not just a rider. So can you fill us in a little bit more about that? Talk to us about that.
1: Well, a horseman is someone that really understands the characteristics and the behavior of the horse. And they work with their horse to cause their horse to think and act in in the way that they'd really like to, you know, for the horse to do. Mm-hmm. And they can bring out the potential of the horse using a harmonious connection and a unity based on mutual trust, really, with the horse and understanding. In other words, really simply, we, we really need to think like a horse and approach our training with the horse's psychology in mind. So... Because we're in the age of instant, I think a lot of new riders today um, have the finances available to buy a trained horse. And they don't necessarily, they haven't necessarily learned the basic skills on how to train a horse. And sometimes that can lead to trouble. Because um, i found a lot of my riders have this problem. They buy a well-schooled horse, but they really don't know how to um, Yeah, how to get the best out of it and Mm -hmm. it can lead both the horse and rider to frustration and confusion and sometimes a lot of resistance pops into that. So
0: yeah, probably
1: a faster option but not necessarily the best
0: maybe. I was going to say it's great to buy the trained horse but you've got to remember that horses are people too and I like the way that you've said that you're trying to prevent the horse getting frustrated as well. It's not just about becoming a successful rider but you're looking at the horse's point of view as well. Exactly. Yep. All right. Now, the second tool that you've got is control of your horse.
1: <laughs> it's a bit essential, isn't it, that we're yes, safe around horses? Mm-hmm. I never realized how important it was, I don't think, but I do now that I'm getting a little older. And, you know, when I look at it, I I watch the horses all the time. And for them, it's like a pressure release game if you watch the horses. And the horse that moves its feet first, um, they lose. Like if uh, if I can get eventually if I can get um, to move my horse's feet, then he moves his feet first, then I'm really the leader. So because the horse's feet are connected to his mind, if you can control your horse's footfall, you can establish um, you can establish for the horse that you're the leader.
0: Yeah, I like that game too, he who moves his feet first loses. It's a good one to think about. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, number three in the toolbox, we've got is self-control. So this would be self-control for the rider. Yeah, tell us a bit more about that.
1: Well, I think before you can control your horse, you really do need to control your own emotional state.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And because horses are so very perceptive, You can't fool a horse, and they can read your body language better than you could ever imagine. So anger and a bad attitude can have no place when you're training your horse. And, you know, you really should never, ever discipline your horse in anger. doesn't matter how grumpy you feel. Yes. So most aggressive control I've found, though, with my riders, um, if they get, you know, overly... um, happy with the whip and the spurs, it's really born out of their fear or frustration at not being able to do something. And the key to changing that is for them to get more knowledge.
0: It's such a broad thing, isn't it? You know, like I know that you said that if you've got these 10 tools, changing from an ordinary rider to an extraordinary rider, but just that whole self-control, that's not just a horse skill, that's a life skill.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And we should be taught it at school, really. It's a shame we're not.
0: Yes, I think we are to a certain extent, but not to the uh, degree that's really required. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number four increase your equine knowledge.
1: Yeah, well, the more knowledge you have about the horse, the better equipped you'll be to keep your horse relaxed and healthy and train him and ride him safely. And probably the key word here is to be effective with it. Yep. And that includes, you know, that includes learning about nutrition. I'm the worst person here because it's really easy for me to overfeed and underwork my horses, (laughs) and that can result in behaviour problems. (laughs) That's my fault. So I've also learned about herd behaviour, and importantly, people really need to know the mechanics of the horse's movement. And that's really important because if they're... If they don't understand how the horse moves, it's really hard for them to be part of his movement in harmony with him if Mm -hmm. they've got no idea how he actually moves. Yep. yep. And it's good. It's good if they can immerse themselves in horse psychology as well.
0: All right. Now, and the next tool we've got, the fifth, is leadership. And alpha dominance, you talked a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, he who moves his feet first loses, and you talked a little bit about leadership there. But go on, I'm sure you're going to talk in a bit more depth now about this fifth tool, leadership and alpha dominance.
1: Well, leadership, communication, respect and partnership all start from the ground first. So horses and humans really couldn't be any more different. The horses are prey animals. And they're perfectly evolved for survival with fabulous flight instincts. And your horse just sees you as a predator. And really, a good visual, is he's a spotted leopard. So our natural instincts as humans, when something goes wrong in the horse, they're all wrong. We quickly turn into that spotted leopard, in the horse's mind at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, you can look and see how your horse behaves on the ground. And that'll give you an idea of what you'll get when you're riding. And horses are motivated by something they think is in their interest. So the key to good training is knowing how to create the kind of motivation that your horse needs to be willing to do exactly what you ask Mm of them.
0: And
1: I think that that comes from groundwork.
0: Yep. Yep. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book – 101 Careers in the Horse Industry is now available. And the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine... Maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. So the groundwork, you use that as what foundation to build on the aids because you've got here number six in the equine toolbox is groundwork. So you've sort of led on to that one beautifully, haven't you?
1: <laughs> Without even thinking, absolutely. <laughs> the, the groundwork is so hugely beneficial for both the mental and physical development of the horse. And it just improves the rider coordination so much. And the groundwork's the foundation on which you can build all the aids and then you can fine-tune them when you're riding. And it establishes trust and confidence with your horse in your leadership and therefore it gives you security to the horse. They trust you. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn how to be effective, you really do, in communicating your message or your aids with your horse. Yep. And you really want to have one that's relaxed, responsive and willing. Before you get on it.
0: Yes, yes. So if they're relaxed and responsive and willing before you get on, then there's a lot more chance or a lot better chance that they're going to be relaxed, responsive and willing when you've got on. Absolutely. Mm. So number seven, you've got it's essential to have an independent seat. Would you like to speak a bit more about that? Well,
1: certainly without it, you can never ride in balance and harmony with your horse. Yep. When a rider's taken the time to achieve what we call the independent seat, it really means that they're able to connect continuously to the horse's movement and remain in balance without the support of the rein contact. Importantly, really, it means the rider has independent control of their seat and leg position, and they're able to time the aids correctly. I mentioned that before, that they really need to know how the horse moves, Mm, and then If they've got an independent seat, they can move independently with their hands as well. And being lunged can help that um, with their balance and timing. And exercises without stirrups and certainly without their reins, that can all help them get that independent seat. I've got a a little ditty that I love. It's independent seat and independent hands. They call a happy and relaxed
0: horse. A good On the way. other hand, yep.
1: <laughs> unbalanced riders have unbalanced hands, but they are unable to time their aids properly. And that leads to a confused horse, which can lead to resistance.
0: Mm, mm. And I like the way that you said confused horse, not naughty horse, wrong horse, but just confused horse. They can't behave if they're confused.
1: I, I agree. I really don't think there's very, there's very few naughty horses out there and, If they are, then they've had such a bad experience with the two-legged variety, they just have lost total trust. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's my opinion. (laughs) I think it's a lot of people's opinion, but, you know, we live and learn. (laughs) Okay, now the eighth tool you've got here is personal rider fitness. You want to talk about that for a bit?
1: Well, to become rider fit, you really need to ride on your horse. Um, You can do lots of exercises to have good core strength. Um, a lot of people use Pilates and yoga. All these things are really good. And to be have rider right fitness, you really have to be healthy and energetic. And it's up to you to look after your body. And to be able to connect with your horse and follow its movements in walk, trot and canter, you have to be really flexible. You've got to be supple in the hips and the back. And I know that all of that is difficult as... People get older and we have, you know, some infirmities, but you've just got to work on your own personal fitness. To be the best rider you can be and be able to be relaxed on your horse, you need to be fit.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And fitness has got to be hand in hand with that essential seat too because you've got to have a certain amount of fitness to be able to keep your seat independent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you do. need good core strength for that. Yep. All right, so we've got the ninth here. You've got one of the most important tools is reward often.
1: (laughs) Well, I believe that for the horse, pressure can be seen as punishment Yep. and lightness is the reward. So Mm -hmm. when the horse moves away from the slightest pressure, the pressure is removed and that equals freedom to the horse. So when we're riding... Um, the horse really will appreciate the reward of a loose rein and the opportunity to stretch his back muscles between exercises that we do. And you don't have to ride for half an hour on the on the bit. You can, in between exercises, you know, give them a loose rein. And you can do it in walk, trot, and canter. It shouldn't make um, any difference to the pace. So you can reward them and give them a rein just for a few strides, even. Yep. And when done correctly, your horse really won't lose his line. He shouldn't lose his direction, nor impulsion, and he shouldn't change his rhythm. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a necessary thing for riders to be able to do, actually, yep. to reward the horse by giving a loose rein, because then you really see what the horse thinks about what you've, what your aids are really. Mm. But even a soothing word uh, or an encouraging. Um, Word, they listen. They listen to what your voice says. Mine do.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> or yep. they love carrots. Yeah. So yes. If you reward clearly and often, um, that, yeah, every lesson should end on a good note. It mm-hmm. really should. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if the horse has done an amazing job and you've only been riding for 20 minutes, then if you end the lesson early, that in itself is just a huge reward for the horse. And I think one of the most important decisions that you need to make is as a rider, is knowing when when to end your lesson. Sometimes we just push it a little bit too far. So if you Mm. can end a lesson early, it has great consequences for the horse. They look forward to you.
0: Mm, mm. And there's so much timing in it, isn't it? Even to the moment, the timing of each step, but then the timing of, you know, you talked earlier about allowing the horse to have a stretch, the timing in that, but the timing to know when to end a lesson as well. And that comes with, I suppose, a lot of experience. But. The experience, you've got the last one, and this is where we sort of can talk about experience, but you've also got find yourself a mentor or coach because they can speed up that experience. So would you be able to talk a bit about that as well?
1: Well, I think we all need help. And if you can find someone that you aspire to like and admire and you seek out that person that has an amazing partnership with their horse that you like the look of, then a good mentor can be a great benefit, and your coach, well, they need to be positive. They need to be like-minded like you and can help you along your journey. I I still think that constructive criticism and positive feedback are really essential, and your coach can help you set up and achieve your long- and short-term goals, and they teach you to develop those technical skills that we were discussing before. It's important to know how to do something. It's important to know why you're doing it and which aids are correct and when to apply them. And most of all, you have to enjoy the journey of being a rider. And, yeah, it's a huge journey. I don't think you ever get to the end of it. I think you just get better and more knowledgeable as you go along.
0: I think that's one of the benefits of the journey is that you don't ever get to the end where you know everything. You know, there's always something to learn and so long as you're open-minded, you can just keep going with it.
1: Absolutely. I think everyone
0: has something
1: to offer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a wonderful They teach you such a lot about yourself.
0: Yes, yes. And I think, you know, we already talked about you bringing a couple of life skills in, so I think these these are tools for successful riders' toolbox. Introduce a few life skills, but I think they go hand in hand, yeah. Now, when you did this, Anne, you used a book reference. What was the book reference? We can put that on your page, which will be horsechats.com slash AnneBattley2, but we'll also put this book reference on as well. Um, there was a bit more than, than 10 tips, but I think you've picked out the best ones. What's the book reference that you'd like to say?
1: Well, I found... A book called 101 Horsemanship Exercises by a lass called Rio Barrett. Okay, good. And very good book.
0: Okay, and we'll put those on your page. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Now, Anne, if people would like to contact you, because you do coach you and I'm sure that you give your students lots of value, if people need to contact you, what's your contact details?
1: Um, I'm going to actually have a new website up in the next month.
0: Good. That's okay. Give us the name of the new website and people can go there and if it's not up yet, they can bookmark it and come back a little bit later.
1: Okay. It's going to be called Harmony Horsemanship. Com. AU.
0: That's a good name.
1: I love I love the thought of being in harmony with the horse, and and that that comes probably from a lot of that um, Rio Barrett book. And on the front cover, everyone will love the front cover because she's riding in, in the saddle actually, but she hasn't got the bridle on, and the horse is definitely happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's all about.
1: So that'll that'll be the best way. And or email, they can email me, which is at Batley at reachnet.com.au
0: and we'll put those contact details on your page as well remember it's horsechats.com slash Batley 2 and if you'd like to just go to horsechats.com search for ann search for Batley and you'll find this episode previous episode and ann was one of our more popular episodes as well so she's got a listener's choice up there Okay. And thank you again for coming in and talking to us. And I know we had a few technical issues yesterday, but we eventually got through. So it was good talking to you and um, just excellent. Looking forward to catching up with you again.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for the chance to do it. Bonus.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe.